When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, this is Hondo Carpenter from the uh, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. I want to just take a second and thank you all for watching our podcast on a regular basis. We are exponentially growing. It, I really appreciate when you share um, our podcasts, when you like them, when you comment. I try to comment on a lot of your comments just so you see that that uh, you're not just taken for granted that I do put the time in to, to read what you say. It matters to me what you people say. And um, and I care about what you say. It, you know, without you guys, I don't have a job. And a lot of times I really despise the media. And I don't mean them individualistically. I'm just speaking holistically, whether it's politics or business or sports or any type of media where they talk down to their viewers, they talk down to the people. Yep, you're right. I cover the Raiders every single day, and and I get paid to do it, and I admit that. And fans, these are people that go to work so that they can be fans, wear the merchandise, buy the tickets, all that goes into it. And um, I'm sorry, it's one thing to get paid. It's another thing when you invest your hard-earned money, and I don't I don't think those people warrant being mistreated or talking down to or being treated that they're stupid there's lots of things that uh, i've learned from fans so i appreciate all of you on these podcasts you're not going to see us dropping f-bombs we're professionals it's what we do 
Plus, we have respect for you guys. And I want you to be able to turn in, tune in if you're a grandfather or a father or a mom or an aunt or a grandmother or even just with a neighbor and be able to sit down and know, okay, I'm going to get information. I'm going to talk Raiders. I don't have to worry about who's in the room with me. That's just not the way I do it. It doesn't mean people that don't do it like me are bad people. I'm not implying that. It just means that's how we do it. And evidently, you people are liking it because you're you're watching, you're subscribing. And I just, again, want to reiterate from me to you, thank you so very much. Now, on today's podcast, we're going to look at 16 key free agents that the Raiders signed. We're not going to talk about any that they re-signed, you know, like Roderick Teamer or Jermaine Illuminor or others. We're not going to get into those guys, but we're going to be talking about 16 free agents that they signed. And we know that there was more, but these are the 16 that we're going to key in on. I'm going to let you know if I expect them to make the 53-man roster um, and just some more information about that. Now, I also want to let you know, coming up on Monday at Sports Illustrated's uh, Fan Nation, the Las Vegas Raiders today, I'm going to be releasing my projected 53-man roster. Clearly, I just want you to know right up front, I think there's going to be at least one trade. I think there'll be some more free agents added, so I don't think it's what it's going to look like as we go into the September 10th kickoff game. But it is going to um, be reflective um, of what I think as where the roster sits today. You're going to want to make sure you check that out on a Monday. So let's get right into the 16 free agents I want to talk to you about. The first one is DeAndre Carter. Uh, he had a career season in 2022, and the Raiders added him as a quality man, a solid third receiver. Uh, the Ravers, Ravers, Raiders this um, offseason have overhauled their wide receiver room. Number one, Devontae Adams. Number two, Jam Jacoby Myers. Number three, I mean, clearly you see uh, – you know, well, we'll get into that later. But Jacoby Myers, I think he comes in, and uh, this is a – we'll talk about him next. But DeAndre Carter is who I'm talking about now. He's your third receiver. Um, he's the absolute real deal. And I really like DeAndre Carter. I like what he offers. I totally expect him to make the 53-man roster. I think everybody does. He was brought in for a purpose. He takes that, that spot securely. Second guy they brought in, and I expect him to make the roster as well. He's going to be their number two receiver, Jacoby Myers. This guy's the real deal. Now, I'm going to tell you, fans sometimes don't know this, and it's not because you're bad. I'm not speaking down to you. He had a ton of NFL teams that wanted him. Three of them, in fact, that I'm aware of because I'm friends with people in their management who told me, man, it, he either wouldn't talk to him or it was a brief conversation. He wanted to be a Raider. I think that was a terrific get. And right there you see, bam, Devontae Adams, bam, Jacoby Myers, bam, DeAndre Carter. And there's your one, two, threes. Completely already established. And we're going to get into four and five later today. Um, then you bring in a guy, Cam Sims, who's a wide receiver. And I expect him to be a guy that's probably going to end up on the um, practice squad. I just don't know that he has it to get into that wide receiver group. It's so loaded, even though I do. And again, I'm not reporting that anything is imminent. And Hunter Renfro is still on the roster. So when I release my roster on the 53 on Monday, he's going to be on there. Um, 
but I don't expect him to be there when the season starts. But Cam Sims is a guy, even with with without having, um, even if Hunter is traded, I still think he's going to be the odd man out. But he's so gifted on special teams. Um, but I think there's going to be comp- competition. I'll explain more about that later. Then next you come to a guy that I think, let me go back. I want I want to be accurate in my wording. This is a guy I fully expect to make the 53, Philip Dorsett. This is a guy with speed to burn. He's quality on special teams. I think this is a guy that comes in. You've got Devontae. You've got Jacoby. Um, you got DeAndre Carter. You got Philip Dorsett. You're going to keep Trey Tucker. There's five. Um, I think this is a guy, Philip Dorsett. He he's there as your four. Um, again, I think he'll be competing with Trey Tucker um, for that four spot. But again, you bring in a guy who can do it all in special teams. He's a quality guy. There was a market for him. He wanted to be in Vegas. And I'm going to say something to Raider fans. And and I realize and I understand that to the majority of Raider fans, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler are not real popular. And I get that. My job is not to tell you how to think. You're not stupid. I can't stand that when media talk to fans like you're stupid. You're not stupid. And so my job isn't to tell you what you think. And I'll never disrespect you doing that. But I do think from time to time when you don't have information, that's my job as a reporter is to give you information. Philip Dorsett had a lot of teams interested in him too. And I think you're starting to see a trend. You can say, well, they all came from New England. Okay. But they all won big in New England. Just go say it. I, I know I get hate mail every time I do, but back. And you had guys that a lot of other teams wanted. I think that should say something to you. Um, but again, Philip Dorsett, expect him to make the roster. The fifth guy I want to talk about, is Duke Shelley. This is a corner, and I'm expecting him to compete for that last corner spot with Sam Webb. If I had to pick today, I expect him to lose that to lose that battle. But Duke Shelley's a guy they bring in who's depth. He's not a starter. Um, he's a quality guy. Now, could he win a starter's role? Sure. He certainly could. I'm not saying that he isn't going to, but I I think your three corners are going to be face on. Um, Long, uh, Corian Bennett, Nate Hobbs, and out of that group. But I think he brings quality depth. He's, a, he's a, again, a quality special teams guy. Now, one of the things you're going to notice is as you're starting to put together a roster, if you got two guys that are close, but one of them is stalwart in special teams, they're going to win that. So I think that helps them. But Sam Webb is a competitor there, too. But, again, uh, Duke Shelley, I think. Could, could I think he could compete? Sure, I think Sam Webb could too. But I think both guys are not yet starter material, but they're great depth material, special teams guys, and, and I think that there's someone to keep your eye on. Next, you come to a guy that David Long, he's a corner. Um, again, I think he has a better shot than Duke or Sam to win a starting role, and I'm not saying he will. Um, later, I'm going to be giving out my projected depth chart. Um, Monday, don't forget, I'll be doing my 53-man roster, but I'll be doing my projected depth chart either late next week or the following week. But when you look at what he what has to offer, I think Long brings a lot of experience. He's a guy that's always available, um, doesn't have the most reps in the world over his career, 
but he's a guy that's there and he sticks around because people trust him and they know what he offers. Again, I think he makes the 53-man roster, but not a starter. Then you come to a guy uh, who I think is your, one of your starting corners right now, should be, should have never left. For everyone that says I'm never critical of the regime, that doesn't make sense. You don't read or listen to what I write much. But I ripped the Raiders for letting Brandon face on goal last year. They needed him. That was a mistake. I don't even know what they were thinking not doing it. It doesn't make sense to me, but they bring him back. That's what matters. I like him. I like him as a guy, a player. I like everything about Brandon Faison. He's a starter day one. I think you and you keep going. I, again, that was a great free agent hired by the Raiders. Um, then you come into a guy that they got out of Pittsburgh, Robert Spillane. Now, Again, this is an informative piece, not because I think fans are stupid, but Robert Spillane, the Steelers desperately wanted him back. They made him a legitimate offer, and they don't have a whole lot of, of cap room. They made him a legitimate offer. The Raiders just paid more. And I know this for a fact. I'm not guessing. The Steelers would have paid him more to match or even beat the, the Raiders. They just didn't have the cap space. So the Raiders steal him. Let me tell you about Spillane. Last seven games of the year, he plays every special down, special teams play, and every defensive play. He's healthy. He's out there. He's making plays. Now, do I think he's Dick Buckus? No. Do I think he's Jack Lambert? No. Do I think he's Matt Millen? Um, no, but I think he's close. I, th I think he could grow into that role. In fact, um, someone um, who competed against them twice a year um, from a, a different team than the Steelers told me that wanted them. Um, they go, yeah, that he reminds us a lot of Millen. We think he could grow into, into Matt Millen. This is a thumper. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but he has great vision. He moves very well laterally. He keeps guys off of his feet. He keeps guys at distance. He reads, interjects, and goes. This was a great get. Now, I love Denzel Perriman, and Denzel Perriman was a game changer for the Raiders. But he's not a game changer when he's going to miss four, five, six games every year because of his health. That's the knock against Denzel Perriman. Um, if you'd have told me that Denzel would have been healthy every game next year, I would have kept Denzel. But you can't make that promise, and you know Robert Spillane's going to be. That was a great get in free agency. I think it's underrated. I think, don't think Raider fans realize how good of a signing that is, but he's a, not only going to make the 53-man, he's your snarting Mike. He's wearing the green dot day one. Then you come to a guy that I just love. I love this. He's an instantaneous starter. Um, I had him, and remember I did the podcast on role players and building blocks? I think next year he's a building block, but because he's year one, like Spillane, I've only got him here. Um, I, I had him as role players, but both of them will be building blocks next year, and that's Marcus Epps. Now, let me tell you about Marcus Epps, because there's a lot I don't, I think people don't know. There were a ton of teams, a ton, that wanted Marcus Epps. He played terrific for the Seahawks, uh, I mean for the Seahawks, for the Eagles. Played terrific. Great player. 
Now, they have been dropped drafting so well. You may remember I talked to you about this a few weeks ago, that the importance of drafting is that you get a guy and he's on there for four years. So when your other four-year guys come up, you can pay the ones you can't live without, but let the others go because you've developed guys behind them. The Eagles wanted Epps. They just did not have the money. It was it came down to a dollars issue. They wanted him. They loved him. He was a key player. This is a guy, an immediate starter at safety. And again, I want you to look at something because all of us knew the Raiders had to upgrade the defensive backfield. It was terrible last year. Face on starter, bam, Epps is a starter. Then you got a couple of potential rookies. I think Nate Hobbs has to be played in the interior. That's where he did great his rookie year. Last year, they tried to put him on, a, on an outside island. It didn't work well. I'm going to um, talk to Josh McDaniels about that, and I'll play that video for you in a couple weeks. But I think Jacorian Bennett's a guy you got to expect to compete for that starting corner spot. And I think if you're a Raider fan and you know you got Epps and maybe Chris Smith starting, and then, bam, you got a Jacorian Bennett starting at corner. Yeah, your rookies are going to make some mistakes, but these are good players now. And I, I I think that bodes well for a future and a defense that has to get better. If you know you're not going to compete for a Super Bowl, then you go ahead and put some rookies out there. Let them develop. Let them take their lumps. I think they're going to be really good. And I'm going to tell you, Marcus Epps was a steal. Marcus Epps was a steal. It would not shock me. And And relax before you get mad. We all know Max Crosby's the best player on this team, the best defensive player. It's not even close. But with Chandler Jones, if he has any kind of a bass bounce back year, Tyree Wilson, and if teams are double teaming Max Moore, and you see maybe some reps from Tyree and, and Chandler that maybe up their sack totals, it wouldn't surprise me if you see a Spillane or an Epps get the defensive player of the year for the Raiders. Not saying the NFL, but for the Raiders. And not because I don't think Max Crosby, listen, Max Crosby is the best player on the defense and maybe the best player on the team, period. There is no debate. You can talk about Devontae, and that's a fair discussion. I think you can talk about Josh Jacobs, but I don't think Josh Jacobs is in the Devontae, Max Crosby at all. To me, Raiders MVP, Devontae, Max, best player. And it's not close. But I, I think the two of them, Splainer Epps, could win that. Um, defensive player of the year just because there's more stuff along the defensive line now. And I think um, with double teamings of Max, some other people could eat. So there you go. Next, we come to a guy, uh, Jaquan Johnson. He's a safety. I don't expect him to start. Um, he could if the Raiders say, you know what, we just don't want to go with a rookie. That's fine. I think Jaquan could. I think he makes the 53-man. This is a guy who, you know, brings some experience. Not a lot of stats. He isn't a proven disruptive playmaker like Jacorian Bennett or Chris Smith, and I know that's why the Raiders love him. But he makes it. I think he adds quality depth, and I think the Raiders are better at safety because they have Jaquan Johnson. Then you come into a guy who I am stunned isn't getting the love. Just going to tell you right up front. I'm surprised this guy, more people are not talking about. That's Austin Hooper. Comes in as a tight end. Now, you know, you know exactly the Josh McDaniel system. 
It's TE heavy. They stole Michael Mayer. He's, I'm going to tell you right now, he's a rookie, best tight end on the team. I, I think this is a guy who could be competing for uh, – I don't think he'll get it because I think there's some people at some more prestigious positions and maybe on some teams without as much talent. But Michael Mayer, the rookie, I think could compete for the rookie of the year. Again, hear what I just said. I think there's some teams that don't have as many playmakers – and some players at more are at some more prominent positions that will win it, but I think he should be in the will be in the conversation. I think he's your best tight end, your best blocker, he's your best route runner, everything. But Austin Hooper, this kid's the real deal. I love this kid. I like them coming out of college. Um, I like the way he plays. I just like everything about his game. You put him as a number two, or even start him as a one, but Mayor, I think, is going to be number one pretty quick. I just think he's the absolute real deal. Great pick for the Raiders. And uh, I, I really like that. Then you go to O.J. Howard. And let me tell you, O.J. Howard is a guy that has all of the physical tools. He's good. He just doesn't stay healthy. If that guy, if the Raiders can somehow find some pirate dust or some magic pixie dust and, and keep Garoppolo and Howard healthy, ooh, Katie, bar the door at how good this offense can be. But O.J. Howard's another one. I expect him to make the roster. I expect him to be the third tight end. And uh, he's a good one. The secret's just going to be health. And I'm going to talk to him about that in a couple weeks and get some more on him, maybe some things that he's doing. Then you come to a guy, uh, Brian Hoyer, who you all know. I've not hidden the fact. I'm very fond of him as a human being. He's a great father, terrific husband. He's a great son. I'm friends with his parents. He's a great sibling. I'm friends with every one of his brothers and sisters. I've known him for, I'm, I'm going to guess, 21 years maybe. So, or close to it. Headed into our 21st year, I've known Brian. He's exactly what you want in a backup quarterback in the Josh McDaniel system. He's going to be a mentor to Aiden O'Connell. It's going to be an aide to Jimmy Garoppolo. But he's a guy that if he that, that if Jimmy goes down, Brian steps right in. Right in, doesn't lose a beat. Josh McDaniels is not changing the offense. Everything they want, they've gotten Brian Hart. Perfect fit. Now, the Raiders, I think, are going to carry three quarterbacks this year. They only carried two last year. Um, but it is what it is. I think he's perfect. Now, by the way, if you didn't watch yesterday's podcast with current uh, with recent, excuse me, Super Bowl winning quarterback Drew Stanton, he won a Super Bowl, with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I'm asking you when this podcast done to go back and listen to it. Listen to what he says about Brian Hoyer. Um, Drew Stanton played in the league a long time. In fact, um, I, I'm, I'll double check it and let another at another uh, um, podcast. But I think he was 15 years or right at 15 or 16 years in the National Football League as well. He was a tutor to Joe Burrow. Um, Baker May, excuse me, Baker Mayfield. He was a tutor to Andrew Luck. He's been a tutor to a lot of these young Kyler Murray, a lot of these young quarterbacks, and now works scouting quarterback. Just listen to what he said about Brian Hoyer and the value he brings. But Brian was a great addition for the Las Vegas Raiders. Then you had a guy, Jordan Willis, a defensive lineman. Um, he's versatile, and what I mean by that is. He Listen, he's 275 pounds. He's not going to play defensive tackle every play, and I'm not implying that. But he can, versatility-wise, in certain packages, he can go in and play defensive tackle. He can play defensive end. 
He can stand up as an outside linebacker. He just brings so much versatility. And we know that Josh McDaniels and we absolutely know that Dave Ziegler love versatility from their players. So Jordan Wills, do I expect him to be a starter? No. Do I expect him to make the roster? Yes. Do I expect him to be a contributor? Yes. Special teams and all of it. I think he's a guy because of that versatility, he makes the roster, but I think it was a good addition. Then you come to uh, Jacob Bottenmoyer. He's a long snapper. He comes from Denver. I know uh, earlier last week uh, when I was doing my podcast with uh, Matt Haletic from the Spun, um, he thought he'd come from somewhere else. No big deal. He's a long snapper. But uh, the Raiders rolled the dice when they let go. They have the best kicker-punter combination in the NFL with A.J. Cole and Daniel Carlson. You take a huge risk when you let your long snapper go, who not only do they love, but your team loves him personally. Big, uh, big risk. But the Raiders special teams has to get better. You bring in a new special teams coordinator. If this is a guy, if Bottenmore is the guy he wants, you get him. It's a special team position. You keep rolling. You let it go, and we're going to see how he does. I'm looking forward to talking to him and uh, having that conversation for you. But uh, he's a, he, he is a good one. I know a lot of people, myself included, think it was an unnecessary risk. But we're going to find out. And uh, But he is a good one. They certainly didn't downgrade in talent. Then the last guy I want to talk about is John Jenkins, a defensive tackle. Um, you guys heard me talk about um, Byron Young as a space eater um, in the rushing attack, who a lot of people think is getting better and pass rush and could play. Jenkins is not a pass rusher, he, but he is a humongous space eater. When you look at um, Nesta Jade Silvera, you look at Byron Young, you look at Jenkins, the Raiders have done exactly what they wanted to do. They've got guys who are going to stay healthy, who are going to compete, who are going to be space eaters in uh, the rushing attack. I think the Raiders' defense is better in the in the secondary. I think it's better um, – on the defensive line. And I certainly don't think it's lost any on the linebacker. And I think that they may be adding another one. We're going to find out whether it's through free agency, a trade or somebody getting cut, but I don't think it's done. So there are the 16 free agents that I expect to immediately compete. Um, as I said, one of them, I think is probably behind the eight ball competing with Sam Webb. And uh, uh, you know, another one I, I thought probably, is a guy that's, you know, it's going to be competing to make the spot. Not sure his roster spot secure, but probably end up on the um, practice squad. So that's my thoughts. That's where the Raiders are right now. We'll see you on Monday with our um, looking at the 53-man roster. I hope you really enjoy that. Thanks again for watching, everybody. We certainly appreciate you. From the Sports Illustrated Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. God bless you to all of you. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here soon. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Mm -hmm.